More and more programs of volunteering are being developed all over the world, but mostly in Europe, such as European Solidarity Corps or European Voluntary Service. It allows youth to discover new country and new culture and people, new passions and develop personal and intellectual skills that could be an asset in their job research post-volunteering. Being a European citizen, helping local organizations in educational, environmental, social or cultural projects surely changes your global perspective on the world and your sense of solidarity. What can a volunteer expect from such an experience and promote it, whether he or she decides to go back to his or country or stay in the hosting one? Today, we have Luis Saldana with us, the national coordinator of Portuguese Youth Red Cross in Braga. Yes, well, uh, thank you, Francesca and, uh, and Celine, for, for inviting me for your um, initiative and congratulations as well for, for the idea. Um, so my name is Luis, and um, regarding my background, I was I was uh, I was born and grew in Porto, in Portugal, and I uh, I was studying um, criminology in uh, in the university. Uh, it was um, still is a four year course. So I finished when I was uh, twenty one, and uh, it's it's called licenciatura. Um, it's like a first degree course in university in Portugal. And they usually, um, when you finish licenciatura, usually go to your master's. Um, and I remember that I wasn't very sure about taking a master's, uh, and if so, in what area. I felt like I was still too young to make, to make that decision. And uh, I had a lot of friends with Erasmus uh, when I was studying, and I never had the chance to, to do it. My brother did Erasmus, lived abroad. And I always had the fantasy or the desire to, to do it as well, to live abroad, because everyone went, told me it was a great experience, blah, blah, blah. so I was very curious about it. But I never did it, because during the university uh, I was involved in a lot of different things, uh, student association, um, the course committee, I, I was doing a lot of different things, so I, I was never able to, to go abroad and study. So when I finished licenciatura, I started looking uh, into opportunities to, um, to, to go abroad and I came up with this program under, under Erasmus, which was European Voluntary Service. This was 2011, I think. Um, and I never heard about the, the, this possibility, but uh, from what I was reading, I was, I was thinking, well, it's a good experience. It's even better than Erasmus because you, you have experience. Uh, everything is paid for, accommodation, food, travel, even pocket money. Um, so I thought this is, this is a great opportunity, I can get experience in my, in my area, which was uh, children and youth at risk, and um, have everything paid for, and at the same time I can have um, an experience abroad, which is also a very enriching experience at the, at the personal level. Where did you go for your EBS? Was the organization a small organization, a bigger one? And how was it in general your experience there? Yeah, yeah. I did it, I did it in Ireland because I, I was too scared to go to a country uh, where English wasn't the, the main language. After I to go to London, but I had to wait. I didn't want to wait, so I went to Ireland. And it was, a, it was a, also because of the project, because it was a small organization. It was a youth club, 
that uh, belonged to a bigger organization in Ireland, which is West Cork Development Partnership. Um, and the project was very interesting because uh, it, it we're supposed and we, we worked with the children and youth that were excluded, socially excluded for some reason. Um, they work a lot with the, what they call traveler community. Um, and it was, it was very interesting, it was very homey, familiar, you can get to know the kids really well and, um, and show them um, new ideas, a new culture, show them that there are things outside of, of what they know, outside of their community. And, uh, and yeah, it was a very enriching experience. I, I had the opportunity to do a lot of activities with them. Uh, and at the same time, I got to know a country that I, I really love now, which is, which is Ireland. Very, very beautiful. And wasn't it difficult to learn the Irish accent or to, you know, learn proper English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. I, I thought I knew English until I went to Ireland. It's, Ireland has like a very deep accent, you know what I mean? Exactly. And I, I remember when I was like, in the, in the first time I went out with friends, I couldn't understand nothing. Because between Irish speaking, they talk too fast and, um, and they have a really thick accent. So I was just nodding my head saying, oh yes, yes, but I couldn't understand nothing that they were saying. So I remember like in the first couple of weeks, even months maybe, I, I had a tough time. Also with the children, like the young people, because the, the travel community has an accent themselves. Yeah. That's even different from the Irish, which is even more difficult. Do they speak their own language, like another language or just the accent? Uh, you mean the travel community? Yeah. Uh, they, they speak they speak English, of course. It's just the accent, and I think some mannerisms, some some, some expressions, some words might, might be different, but it is a, a different accent, uh, which for me was 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 a bit difficult to understand at first. But then, once you live there and you you get used to hear it uh, during the day, um, I think I think you get used to it. And it becomes easier with time. In Ireland, they also speak Gaelic. Uh, which I think they learn it in schools, but uh, it's not very common to speak it. Do, do you have any cultural shocks you want to share with us? Or? Cultural shocks? Um, well, yeah. Well, there is a stereotype that Irish people um, uh, use a lot of alcohol drinks, right? And I thought it was a stereotype until I went there. It's, it's, uh, for me, it's, 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 it's really true. It's really true. They, they do use a lot of alcohol drinks, and for me, I wasn't very used to used to it. So this was a bit of a, of a cultural shock uh, for for me at, at first. Um, but um, in the end, I think we're all the same. We're all we're all equal, and I think we have more things in common than, than differences. We just have to make the effort to um, to get to know the people. And I can't really remember. Well, and food is different. Um, I, personally, I think the food in Portugal is, is better. Um, I don't remember having like this big cultural shock. However, Irish people are are colder, are more um, are more distant than than Latin countries such as Portugal. I think. Um, but did you manage to like make friends there, like from sure. the community, or just? Same with the national. No, 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 no. Most of my friends were Irish. Most of my friends were, were Irish. We didn't have a lot of yes where I, where I was staying. So I made a lot of Irish friends that I'm still friends with uh, this day. And um, actually, I, I remember uh, something that, that was interesting. Like in Portugal, when you see a friend, you greet them with an handshake. 
not now because of, of, of COVID, but before, we, we, when we see someone, we say, hey, good morning, we give them an handshake, blah, blah. In Ireland, this wasn't very common. Like, if I see someone in the street and give them handshakes, it's, it's a bit weird, it's a bit awkward. I think it's because of this, uh, they're also physical, more distance. Um, so, yeah, there are some, some small differences culturally, uh, but not that, that many, I think. And of course, they are more distant, more cold, but uh, once you are friends, they are really friends. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And this doesn't change whether it's in Portugal or in Ireland or in India. Are, are you still in touch with some of your friends from Ireland? Or sure. Did for they sure. come to visit you here in Portugal? As well, as well, yeah, for sure. They are, like I said, they are, once they are friends, they are true friends. And they are very homey. They like you. I mean, they, they walk them really well. They didn't see me as a foreigner, as a stranger. I think also because they are used to having EBS every every year. And um, I think personally, I like to meet people and talk. So I think this this makes the process easier. So so yeah, even today, I'm still friends with them. They they are they are very nice in Ireland. Very very cool people. Sure. And which activity did you like the most doing with the traveler community? Do you have like any funny stories you want to share with us? I, I don't know if it's funny, but I remember this, um, we did a lot of music stuff with them, like uh, even playing instruments, listening to music, talking about music, we had a lot of things with music, mainly playing. But uh, once we were just listening to music and talking about music, and uh, suddenly came a hip-hop song. And it was uh, Tupac, I don't know if you guys know Tupac. Yes. But uh, I remember this kid, he, he was like, I don't know, 11, 12. He was really, really thin, really small, really white. Uh, he never went out of, of Ireland, he never traveled before. Uh, and I remember him saying, oh, Tupac, West Coast. <laughs> and uh, he said, I don't like the East Coast. And I, and I was thinking like, oh, what is he talking about? Like, he never left Ireland, you know, this West Coast, East Coast thing is from the United States. So. I thought this was this was very very funny because the way we um, the way cultural the culture is, is universal. So, I mean, this kid never left left Ireland, but uh, it's like this idea of West Coast East Coast from from the United States. So I, I, I thought this was this was interesting, like the way we assimilate different cultures just by music. I thought this, this was very interesting. It was something that uh, we then started talking about, like violence in music, violence in real life. This was a topic that we... And what was their opinion about that, about violence in music? Did they react to that question? Yeah, for sure. The, this, uh, the, the conversation got deep after this. And um, I think when you're a teenager, you just like to go to the limits. You, know, you don't really reflect on what you're saying. Um, you just you just follow what you consider are your role models. In this case, it's, it's rappers and a lot of violent lyrics. So he was kind of saying, no, I mean, the, the guys from the East Coast are, are bad and West Coast, they are the ones who are cool. He had this perspective, which for me was very weird. I mean, you're from Europe, it doesn't make any sense. But, um, but uh, we, we, we got to try to um, reflect this on their personal experience, on their own community, all this, this effect. And, and uh, once it gets personal, uh, I think they, they have more sense of responsibility. When it's something that is very far, like there in the United States, and something that's distant, yeah. I, um, I think they see more like a game or a movie. 
not, it's not real. But once you reflect that on real life, on their own community, something that's personal to them, they, they see that it is different and that uh, it's not okay to, um, to, to have this kind of violent behaviors uh, in your own community. And um, this was something that I, I think we, we are very proud of working with them because they are socially excluded. And, Sometimes this can lead to, to other negative things, but uh, because those kids were with us instead of being out there in the streets and they were doing positive things with us, games, music, etc. They weren't out there doing stupid stuff and violent things. Um, so this was a, a success for, for sure and that youth club is a, it's a very important part of, of the So community. you saw them like improving in terms of emotional sure. management or growing in general? Sure, for sure. Like you saw like Sure. I was only there for eight months, so it's not a lot of time to see a lot of differences. But uh, for sure, I could tell that um, if they weren't in the youth club, because it was a it was a small town, if they weren't there, there wouldn't be any other alternatives for them. Yes, they would have to be out there in the street with their friends, doing I don't know what, probably smoking and this kind of stuff. So it's a very valuable project. This one. And do you know if the organization is still working there, is still active? I don't think so. I think West Coast Partnership is still a thing, but I think that specific project was closed. I think it was closed. Uh, I read something, I mean this was in 2011 um, when I left, but I remember like going to their Facebook page um, like two years ago and I think they were saying that it was closed. But I'm not sure if they reopened or not. But yeah, if they are closed, it's a change because it is a very important project there. Yeah. And after those eight months you've been there, like going back home to Portugal, to Porto, uh, how was it? Like, did you have like a reverse curve cultural shock, or did you feel a bit uneasy with the, you know, because when you go abroad, the world doesn't stop. So how was it going back to your family, to your friends? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I remember three things. Once, uh, one of them was it was much warmer than I remembered, probably because in Ireland it's very cold. Second is I remember thinking that in my friends, my group of friends, nothing really changed. Also because I know most of my friends I knew them for ever since I was ages, so it was only eight months, so nothing, nothing changed, and we were very happy to, to reunite again. So it just it was just like I, I never left, and uh, I remember going back to my parents and living with them, and it was very difficult going back and living with my parents. Uh, not not because I don't love them, because they're my parents, I love them of course, but I was so used to now living alone. So it was my first time living alone that I got used to it. I got used to my independence, my space. Yeah, your daily routine, doing whatever you wanted. Whatever I wanted, cooking when I wanted, going out when I wanted, and going back to my parents was. Uh, wasn't easy at all. wasn't easy at all. I was there with my parents for some months, and then I just started looking for a job. Never finished my masters because of this, uh, but I just looked for a job so I could I could leave. Not because I don't like them, because I, I love them, of course. But um, once once I got used to living alone, going back to my parents yeah. wasn't 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 right. For sure, for me. I think everyone that goes abroad, you know, it's a bit more like reluctant to go back to the family. And how did this experience help you with your job, you know, seeking a new job? Do you think it made a difference in terms of CV, but also within yourself, in terms of the skills you acquired? 
for sure, both, both, both. In terms of skills that I acquired, it definitely um, made me more, um, more, how do I say, more, I, I was capable of accomplishing more challenges. Because EBS, it is a challenge. Uh, you're always out of your comfort zone, always doing something that is new, uh, learning every day, not just professionally, but also at a personal level. So you get more confident, you get more secure, you, you see that you are capable of doing things that you, you weren't doing um, back home. So at, at a personal level, in terms of skill development, was a, was a valuable experience that uh, you, you don't have the same experience in college, for example, in formal education. But also at the professional level, I got, I got this job or, or, or I entered uh, the Red Cross because I did yes. I remember. Uh, it made I, a huge difference. Huge difference. I, I had like two interviews maybe to, to enter the Red Cross, first in a project in, in Braga Branch, and um, the person who selected me uh, said that one of the main reasons I was selected was because I did yes. So if I didn't do it, uh, maybe I would have the job, maybe I would be here talking to you. Last but not least, what do you miss from your experience in Ireland and what would you say to a potential volunteer to encourage them to do an experience such as yours? Uh -huh. um, so what do I miss about, about Ireland? Well, I'm not the kind of person that misses a lot. I don't, I don't miss things that, that much. Uh, I think it was a very valuable experience that uh, at its time it was very useful uh, when it happened. And um, and then I think this this would be like the, the advice that I'll give to someone that, that it's a very useful experience so um, they should they should go for it and um, and see it as uh, for what it is an experience that has its time um, it's useful especially when you are developing yourself as as a person which is something that happens I think throughout your life but I think it's very valuable when you are becoming an adult. So I think the biggest advice is to is to take most advantage of the experience and remember that uh, you don't lose anything. I remember when I was uh, struggling, thinking about if I was going to do it or not. Uh, I didn't want to, to lose time um, by not uh, continuing my studies mm -hmm. because in Portugal you take your bachelor and then you go to your masters and and I want to have a gap year and I was a bit nervous. So I'm going to to miss this year. But uh, in fairness. You, you, we don't miss anything, we don't lose nothing, we just gain experience. So for someone who is thinking to do it or not to do it, um, I think it's a very practical and useful experience for you to grow as, as, a, as a person um, and, uh, and just give yourself the opportunity to do it and um, don't be worried about losing time because in the end I think you just, you just gain from it, you don't, exactly. you don't lose nothing. Thank you so much really for uh... This interview was so good to hear all these inspiring words and I'm, I'm sure that people will be inspired by this talk. So. Thank you so much, Francesca. Thank, Thank you, for, you for the word and congrats for the initiative. A local globalization presented by Francesca and Céline from Braga.